How do we stop and notice that incredible, holy things happen to us every day? My name is Rabbi Lauren Holtzblatt, and this is Awake, Finding the Holy in the Everyday. When you listen, I hope you'll take a few minutes to pause, to open yourself to the possibility that holiness, connection, and presence are around us all of the time. As many of you know, I live in Washington, D.C., and for the last 10 days, there have been sustained incredible protests down by the White House, Black Lives Matter, protesting the killing of George Floyd and hundreds of other people of color. And we've been talking about it in our house with our kids and reading and donating and speaking out from the pulpit and in conversations with my kids, I realized that there were two things going on as they listened. One was the feeling that everyone needs justice and the prayer that I could see coming from them. And another one was fear because with 7 p.m. curfews and us stopping our evening walks and knowing that something very big is happening in the city, uh, their minds went to fear. And so I'd been trying to think of how do we show up for these protests while staying safe from the coronavirus, which is still out there and looming and still keeping us from our institutions. And last night, my son and I, near sundown, decided we would go down to the protest near the White House and we would stand on the periphery with our masks on, signs in hand, Black Lives Matter. But I wanted to give him a firsthand experience of instead of hearing about it secondhand, to be able to be in it and to see what it was and to feel a part of a movement that feels so hard and important and heavy and sad and enlightened all at the same time. And it's often that you can't get to that place unless you are in the experience yourself rather rather than reading about it. And so after dinner, we drove down two miles to the White House and we parked the car and there were army tanks all over the streets which first fascinated him. And he couldn't understand why they were there, and we talked about that. And then we got out of the car, and we began walking, and he gripped my hand. We put our face masks on, and we got as close as we could without being in the midst of the crowd because wanting to keep a safe distance because of the virus. And when we arrived at the protest, it was silent. And people had taken a knee. And so I bent down and put one knee on the ground. And we sat in silence for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And at the end of the silence, the crowd began to protest once again. And my son asked me, what was that about? And I explained to him that the police officer had held his knee over George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds 
and that we were paying homage to the soul of George Floyd and for countless other people of color who have died under police brutality. And it was watching a kid's mind take in everything around him and understand it as not only protest, but as prayer. And to experience the fullness of the emotions he was watching and being a part of and real people and real lives and not just rhetoric and reading about it. And I thought so hard about what it means to be in the midst of an experience rather than on the periphery of it. And how important that is, both as witness, both as prayer, both as being able to feel it in our own bones and our own skin and be a part of a movement that is seeking to change what is unjust. There's a teaching from the Baal Shem Tov, the beginner of the modern Hasidic movement. He says that he's talking about Psalms and Psalm 10, verse 17. I'll read you that particular Psalm. That particular verse says, O Lord, make their hearts firm, and you will incline your ear. There's something about tachin libam, making the firmness of their hearts come together so that your ear will turn towards them. And the Baal Shem Tov comments on that particular pasuk, and he says, the verse means to say that a sign has been handed to us. If it so happens that we are able to direct our minds in prayer, in God's blessed presence, without any intruding thoughts, without any machshavot zarot, anything that is just extraneous or things that come in to haunt us, right? If we can get rid of those things, all the rhetoric and all of the, the noise, and we can just be in the present. Or he says, at the very least, with a sense of awe and love, each one of us according to our capacity, then we can know that our prayer has been received. I think what he's saying here is that when we are in a moment and we remove all of the noise around the moment that seeks to drive us away from fear or from shame or from guilt, all of those machshavot zarot, those things that come to divide us from being present and experiencing something fully, when we are in the experience fully, he says that's the way that we know that our prayer has been received because we are at one with Ribbono Shalom. We are at one with God and the energy of the world, which is forever linked and unified. And it's in those moments when we lose all sense of boundaries and borders between us and those thoughts that come and seek to divide us, that we know that prayers are being answered and received. I shouldn't say answered, I should say received, because we can't ever really know if they're answered. We just know They've been heard. And it was that that I was feeling last night as I stood there with my nine-year-old son. Being in the moment, I've felt so much guilt and shame 
and so many things over these past two weeks as these protests have ignited around the around the country around the world about what is my own responsibility in this moment which is important you know what is happening in my own community what are things that i can fix how do i show up in the midst of coronavirus and then fear around some of the looting that took place and worry about my own institution in the city and all the things that kind of got in the way of just being present with this particular moment that we are in and with people's pain and being witness to that. And it was actually by physically being present, again, at a safe distance, but physically being present that allowed all of those machshavot all of those things that sought to divide, to just push them aside and to be fully present in that, in the silence, in the signs, in the faces, in the air, in the breathing, everything around that particular moment. And I knew in my heart that those prayers that I was listening to, that I was joining, that I was calling out, those prayers for sure were received. We will be the ones to try to answer them in the coming weeks and months and years as we seek to fix a broken justice system. But just for a moment, just for a moment, it was beautiful to remember that sometimes when our hearts are at one with each other, that the boundaries and borders between us disappear and we become unified. Thank you so much for listening. Before I go, you can always check out more episodes at addisisrael.org slash awake or on Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to hit subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a review to let us know you like the show. It helps us to get the word out. Finally, you can email us at awake at addisisrael.org to give feedback about the show. Let us know what you like and what you want to hear more of. Thank you for listening, and I'm wishing you a holy encounter this week.